Welcome to Girl Flower Podcast with Vic and Jess. We will be having conversations and inspirational chinwags with florists and growers to keep you company in your workspaces, in the car, over a cuppa or wherever you like to listen. We hope to help you along on your own floral journey. Let me just take this moment to talk about our wonderful sponsors, the Freelance Florist, who we are so happy to have on board throughout this second series. If you're looking for freelance support for your wedding event or retail business, then the Freelance Florist could be the community for you, and we'll tell you more about them later. This week, we're in conversation with Willow Crossley. Willow is a florist, stylist, author, blogger, rug and wallpaper designer, and a mother to three young boys. She is based in Oxfordshire, and we love her gentle and natural approach to the floral world. I started in fashion. Yeah. I went to London School of Fashion and did um, a degree in fashion journalism and styling. And then I kind of thought that's always what I wanted to do from when I was tiny. I was kind of always drawing terrible drawings of like trousers and things, wanting to be a designer. Um, (laughs) And then, so I went to fashion school three years and then kind of, I was a fashion assistant for on and off, which was terrible. And I was, it was, it's such a competitive industry and it just, I'm not good in that kind of world. So I did that for a bit. And then my then boyfriend, now husband, then boyfriend, Charlie, he announced that he was going to move to South France to run a vineyard. So he kind of upped and went. And then six months later, I was like, I can't live without you. So I followed him, <gasps> left everything I was doing behind. And, um, and then I kind of got there and it was very idyllic, but I, I wish I was better not having to do things but I very much need kind of to create and do things on day I can't my mind needs to be busy so I started collecting bits of fabrics from Brocons and things and making things with them like bags and books and started selling them and then writing about it on a blog and then my literary now literary agent Claire she had seen my blog was like I can see a book out of this so I started writing and I wrote my first book all about kind of crafts called the art of handmade living and then we moved back to England and I had a baby and then another one. <laughs> and, <laughs> and then I started, I wrote another book, which was um, about called Inspire the Art of Living with Nature. And that was very much about kind of bringing nature into our homes. So I've always loved interiors as well, kind of design interiors, kind of making things look beautiful, trying to anyway. And, um, and then I wrote another one. And then, so when I was writing that book, there's a section just on flowers. And at the time I was spreading myself really thinly. I was doing a bit of fashion, a bit of personal shopping, styling, writing. And I was feeling really kind of overwhelmed and fraught and trying to juggle the babies. And I kind of had this light bulb kind of eureka moment. I thought, this is, this is what I want to do. It's the floristry that I love. So I made Charlie, my, my husband, for my birthday, gave me a flower course at Covent Garden Flower Academy for a week, a week's intensive course, which was kind of just kind of assuring myself that this is what I wanted to do. And I just loved it so much. It was just, it was probably like my calling. It sounds really kind of naff, and, but it, it just made me feel so content and peaceful and just loved it. So I went for it and one of my best friends, Hattie, she asked me to do her wedding, which I did with my mum, who's this incredible gardener and she's very creative. She kind of started out the same way as me. She was um, 
she did beauty and fashion and writing. She's written lots of books. Now she's moved into kind of gardening and painting. And so we did it together and it was terrifying, completely terrifying. Hadn't got a clue what we were doing. And um, I remember the hardest bit was the quantities, you know, kind of when you work out how many roses to get in peonies. And we were literally just plucking figures from the sky. And it worked somehow. I mean, I didn't sleep for about six months <laughs> in the run-up. <laughs> um, but it was just great. And then it all kind of just went from there. I just stuck to the floristry. And I think social media has been amazing for me because I guess for all of us, if you get a good job and it's like our kind of very um, public portfolio that anyone can see. And I find that the, the better jobs you get, someone else sees and is like, oh, I like that. If you work for so-and-so, I'm going to employ you as well. So I've been so lucky with having, getting these, winning these amazing contracts and it's just kind of grown and grown. And I've been, I think I, what I love most is the variety of jobs that I've I do so I can be doing kind of a wedding one day and then a fashion press day or there's there's such a variety it's such a mix it's which I love for me I love I'm not very good at kind of the same thing day in day out I get very bored very quickly um did that answer your question you've managed to cram so much in like with I don't know how you managed to have you know three children and be doing writing and you know, doing, doing your floristry as well. Like you say, you'd, you've got to be busy. You've definitely proved that you, you cope better <laughs> being busy because you've achieved so much. Oh, thank you. Um, yeah, I, I'm quite, I remember finding with the babies, I found that it was, I found those kind of, all those nights when you're up by yourself and you're kind of pacing the corridors trying to get them to sleep. I, when I had Wolf, our eldest, I didn't have, I wasn't working and I found, I really struggled. And I found with Raph and Kit, I was working more. And I found that thing of pacing up and down at kind of three in the morning. I didn't find it so panicky and so lonely. I found when I was thinking about kind of installations and how the hell I'm going to keep that chicken wire hanging from a ceiling with 50 million roses hanging out or something, that kind of kept my brain going. And it kind of, it made everything feel easier. It didn't make me panic about the work and it didn't freak me out that I was still not having any sleep. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That harmony, uh, I guess, worked. But don't get me wrong. I mean, 90% of the time I'm a complete mess and juggling and dropping all my balls and <laughs> complete disaster. <laughs> I think we're all the same. I think we're all the same. And I think that... Um, yeah, it can all seem like you've got it all figured out and mm. you're spinning loads of plates and everything's great. But really, everyone's human, aren't they? Completely. And, absolutely. And you're packing your life with a lot of stuff. Yeah. Um, and you just, I mean, you, it all gets done. It all gets done, thankfully. But um, it's, it's, it's hardcore, and especially with children as well. Uh, but I understand what you're saying about um, finding it easier to deal with stuff when you've got your work and your children I remember when my son was really young I went back to work so quickly because I couldn't handle just only having that this sounds terrible but just, no, I know. just yeah. being a mum I need to have the other the something else the thing that I more defined myself by before I became a mum was my work yeah and um, so yeah I completely get that everything everything sets back a lot easier when you've got something else buzzing around in your mind yeah and I think 
I mean, a lot of me wishes that I could be that person to um, to be not working. I mean, irrelevant all the financial side, but the kind of mental side of it. I I would love to be just can kind of happy to sit down and do kind of being mothering 24 hours a day but for the mental kind of my emotional well-being I really need that creativity and often to the detriment where I'm kind of come Friday night I can barely string a sentence together and I should probably be trying to kind of go out for dinner with friends or do something but it just I find for me that's the one area that often gets dropped and then I kind of beat myself up that I'm not seeing my friends enough and I as much as I try and kind of do everything as many things I for now with everything going on in the world I just something has to go because it doesn't it doesn't work all the time so and I think that's what I'm learning kind of only really in kind of corona times that I I cannot do everything and and that's okay and it's taken me what how old am I 37 it's taken me a long time to work this out (laughs) (laughs) so yeah it's tough I totally hear what you're saying and I'm I'm with you 100% I think your social life has to go Uh, you know I feel like my social life is uh is very much takes a backseat and it's almost like you make you make your work your social life so I I find by doing um by doing these podcasts and and meeting up with you and doing work for you Vic I find that that is much more fun to me than, than going out like of an evening um you know not that we've done that in such a long time but remember the times we used to go to a bar and meet yeah. up with your friends and you're all sat around having idle chit chat that for me yeah. is definitely not as comfortable as uh standing around with a group of people talking flowers so yeah you, you get it kind of ticking all your boxes at once isn't it yeah yeah definitely definitely so yeah some things do have to have to go in life and i and i loved when you said about um we were just agreeing about um when your kids are young and you should feel comfort in just being a mum so I tried this and when my little boy was born and I went along to a mum's coffee morning it lasted about an hour it was when they started talking about nappies that I was gone I was like no 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 I can't this is not for me and um, and, and yeah and I went back to work very very quickly I did my first wedding for some friends of mine it was only bouquets and buttonholes but when my little boy was 10 days old and then yeah so he was straight to my front and I was making bouquets I was like oh I'm so glad to be doing something but yeah and you loved it did you love doing it that way yeah loved it it felt like I needed to sit down for a long time afterwards (laughs) 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 but yeah it was good and yeah I think we're juggling the guilt I find as well is I think with any any working mum I, I speak to, they're all the same, but I don't think that will ever go relevant. It's, it's kind of that you're balancing the guilt or not working or not being a good enough mother. And I think the more kind of, I've been listening to so many podcasts recently, and the more I listen to it kind of, I think we're all in exactly the same boat, aren't we? But you feel guilty if you go back to work and then you'd feel guilty if you didn't work because you should be, you know it's that should everyone feels like they should be doing this they should be doing that so if you don't go back to work and you're really happy being mum at home you feel like you should be at work because other people are so I think exactly. we just need to stop the guilt you do whatever works for you whatever you need to yeah exactly so I'm going to digress out of that and I would like to kind of go back to um, what you were saying about how there's a lot of different elements you know there was a lot of different elements to your business yeah um so you have you've obviously got your your writing yeah you've got your teaching yes um styling and you've got weddings as well mm-hmm. um if you had to pick one 
what is the thing that you you most enjoy oh um i love dreaming up the way something is going to look so at the moment i'm working on a big big christmas installation and it takes me and it's got to last three months and I kind of got the phone call about it last week and immediately I'm like really excited slash terrified at the same time. But then I've spent, so since then, um, kind of just dreaming up ideas in my head. And that is the bit that I love. It's the kind of the research, it's the finding inspiration from places. And then I was sitting, I was playing on Pinterest last night, which I just do. That's kind of like my relaxing what I do. I love it so much. And I just had this kind of, instant kind of I know I'm going to do that kind of light bulb moment and and that is what I I love I love it when an idea kind of finally comes into kind of you know like ding oh I know what I'm going to do that and I guess it's the kind of creation of a design bit and I have that with a book if I'm writing a book or I'm doing a wedding or an event it's it's the same thing feeling yeah, the design of it, what I'm going to do. And then obviously comes on the logistics and all that kind of stuff. But it's that kind of, that process that I go through every time with no matter what size or what it is, what project, that's the bit I love the most. Are you, were you given free reign on this project? They've kind of given you a... a, a oh. <laughs> I've been so lucky. I've, I've never really... I mean, the most restrictions I ever really have from a client is probably a bride and it's a color but the most my the style of my floristry is very wild and natural and I've been just incredibly lucky to have people say just do what you want oh that's lovely that's heaven it is heaven at the same time it's quite it's so broad I'm kind of like lost for choice do you know what I mean spoiled for choice and so it's often harder to restrain but the minute someone puts a restraint on me i freeze I can't do it I completely understand why people come to you and they go look you know just do what you want because your work is beautiful um and I really like um the work you do with brands so you've worked with like Odin, Yoke, people like that how do you get into that side of the business with 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 working with like uh, brands commissioning you and things do you know what I have absolutely no idea uh well when my anthropology I have been amazingly supportive of me and they launched my second book so that was a long time ago and that I guess is when I started a kind of thinking flowers what I want to do and they they did big launches in their store and and they we hosted workshops and they were all quite floral so I wonder I think it's that kind of snowball effect, isn't it? What we were talking about earlier, if you put something on Instagram or social media and someone's like, oh, she's working with anthropology, that's great. She must be good if they use, if they want to use her. And then the next person is like, oh yeah. And then I got, I did something with Jo Malone, which was just so, I mean, I was dying of excitement when that happened. And and it just, I think it's that simple. It's word of mouth. It's, um, I've, I'm always obsessed with taking really beautiful pictures of what I do for that reason. Because I think for any people, I have people kind of saying, how do I get into this and start off? I'd always say that photograph your work and to share it is the kind of the best thing we can do at this stage because everything is digital, isn't it? 
everyone is on social media and I think that's your best advert you can do for yourself so yeah so it just grew and then um I like to have a really good relationship with the clients I work with so like Bowdoin for example we've done um god the, their press days for the last four years I think and I love working with an incredible team and it's that thing of I I'm so anal about how they turn up. I have the things turn out and I would often, I care far more about how it looks than how much money I make, which is terrible, but it often means that I go completely overboard, <laughs> which is, I mean, terrible. My husband's like, really got to kind of rein this in a bit, but I, I just, it's, it's not in me. I'm really bad with figures and maths and um, I just care about creating something really, really beautiful. And yes, of course I do make something on things, but um, I've gone totally off piece, haven't I? But basically it's a snowball effect and it's just, I've been very, I think it's right time, right place and great briefs, maybe. So My what? Your photography. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Do you, you take all of your own images? Yes. Amazing. So how did you, yeah, I wondered if your photography skills, if you had that skill before, before you became a florist, or was it something that you learned along the way? I think it's, um, God, I've never thought of myself as having photography skills at all, so thank you. Um, but I, I mean, I live with my phone in my hand. I and I think it's it's probably a, a not a great thing, but I see things and I want to photograph them. And I, I part of me is to kind of show a good, a pretty thing that I've created. Does that make sense? Yeah. It's not at all through, I have this amazing love of photography, but my phone is often kind of welded to my hand. And I found my, I did this, um, I went to the Land Gardeners last week or two weeks ago to film a new module for my course. And I just found myself in the garden just, and I had, I got home at the end of the day and I had something like 600 pictures of dahlias. I'm like, what the fuck are you <laughs> and I can't help it. It's like this kind of reflex reaction to seeing something beautiful. I'm like, oh my God, I need a picture of that. And I don't really know what I'm going to do with it. Do you, does just that make capture sense? it forever. Just have it there. But I've, I've got so many pictures of dahlias, especially, and tulips. I can type them into my search in my photos and they come up. <laughs> my phone has learned how many <laughs> specific pictures. It can't spell my name properly, but it knows what a dahlia is. <laughs> I think it's amazing then that you take all those um all your photographs on your phone because i would have i would have had you down for, for being yeah. one with a camera that so, was my next question what camera are you using that was my next yeah. question yeah they're beautiful they're beautiful images oh thank you very much thank you oh. i think the lighting is important obviously obviously <laughs> um but no I, I love it i really love getting a good image i think it's that thing of creating a beautiful say it's a table setting or a photo it's the same thing at the end of the day isn't it it's they're going back to that designing a beautiful thing yeah i hadn't so thought of it like that actually that is yeah you're very very right about that it is about creating yeah, yeah like like a table setting snapping it making sure everything's in the right areas and things like that i never really thought about it like that like a composition isn't it but it yeah is a composition but and i think in, in corona land um i've had to do so much i've done loads of tables for people 
and for brands again mm. and it's that thing of they're not coming to take the pictures that i've got to take them so it's got to be the, the best possible thing it is and i kind of getting some a mixed excitement i get when i get it quite right it's just so exciting um they're asking so yeah, guess, you then to create content for them yes yeah i i mean i don't know if you guys are fan but in since lockdown i just get asked non-stop just to do things i just give content to people that's amazing it's not because it's all for free (laughs) you want to build them send them a bill (laughs) but again it's that thing of everyone we're all in the same boat none of us have been paid to do anything so so it's giving you content as well you're getting the content because you've got you you've got um because you've been busy you've been busy in lockdown like you've been on igtv all the time which i love your igtvs they're amazing and it's been lovely to see you in your beautiful workshop um and because you've got this amazing online course yes just recently launched mm, yeah Can it's great about that this brilliant team called create academy and they they're quite new so they launched with rita koenig who's an incredible interior designer so they did her first and then i was the second and it we filmed it in lockdown outside in my studio kind of just four of us and it's basically got my whole brain on that course everything i know everything i've learned it's all on there and it's it's me i think it's like 127 pounds for everything and you get to keep it forever and we're adding so i've just added dailies to it and we're filming christmas next week and it'll just be uploaded all onto it but it's getting such great feedback which is so is so- that just floristry or does that cover your styling as well um well there's a bit of kind of tables on there um yeah i talk i think i do talk about styling and kind of where to get everything where to get bulbs vases everything i mean honestly it's my whole brain <laughs> Um, so yeah, and they're such a great team. I've I've really enjoyed doing that. I think um, it's a brilliant value for a course as well. We were just looking at it, going, "Wow, that's amazing!" It really, and there's always an offer on it. I, I found another ten percent off yesterday. Um, <laughs> so yeah, um, no, it's good. I've really, really enjoyed doing that and having something in lockdown because I was going a bit kind of mad and kind of felt very down about having nothing to create. So when when these lovely people come to me and say, can you do us a table? I'm like, yes, just give me something to create and something to think about because that is kind of what makes me happy, money or no money. Um, <laughs> having that to do um, was, it was pretty stressful filming it because I had all the children at home trying to homeschool um, and obviously social distancing and all that kind of stuff. Like the, the poor guys, they weren't allowed to come inside. Oh. And on the, thank God we had three days. We were so lucky. It was really nice. And then on the last day, it was freezing and wet. And they were kind of cowering outside. And I wasn't allowed to let them in. It was awful. <laughs> but, um, it was, yeah, it was a really great. I was felt so grateful to have that to do in lockdown with everything being cancelled around us. And are you doing um, uh, the course, the Dahlia workshop at, at the Land Gardeners at Wardington Manor as well this year? Or is that not happening? Or have yeah. I read that? Yeah. That is happening. That's happening. Um, that is on the seventh. My God, I think that's next week. That we was quite a last minute thing, which we put out, and it's all Bridget who and and Henrietta who are the land gardeners. They have got this incredible space that they've done it, so it's all kind of completely miles away, socially socially distanced and Corona compliant and everything. And so yeah, we're going to do that, and so they'll talk about their dahlias, and and then I'll be teaching kind of 
how to arrange with them and aut autumnal kind of creations. Mm -hmm. So, and then we're going to do one actually there, which we haven't put on the website yet for, we're going to do a Christmas one. And then I do Christmas. We have a pub where I am now, a pub in Childbury. And so I'm doing a Christmas one here as well. So, mm -hmm. I mean, they'll obviously be quite spread out and it'll be different yeah. from normal, but um, I'm, people are so, as we were talking about earlier, just really keen to do it, I think. Yeah. Or to as well. Yeah, definitely. And I think as well with festive, you know, with the festive period coming up, if people aren't going to be able to socialise with, yeah. their, with, their, with their families, they're going to make sure their, their homes look, as, look like country living worthy, aren't they? <laughs> in, in terms of your teaching, um, how much, do, you, do you do quite a bit of teaching in general, like with one-to-ones and group courses and things like that? Yeah, I'm, I'm starting to do a lot more now. Um, I think I think going forward, that's definitely the way. And I've got quite a few one-on-ones booked in. Um, again, like we were saying earlier about people having these kind of career changes, uh, I've had about five in the last two weeks of women, um, kind of probably in their forties, fifties, saying, "I I want to leave the city or whatever I'm doing, and I want to be a florist." And it's this kind of lockdown's given them that kind of clarity, I guess. To, to think what they really want from their life. And yeah, so I'm doing quite a lot of that. Mm. Um, and I really, really love teaching. I just adore it. And I, I've never come across someone who hasn't been nice to teach. I think maybe I might feel differently if I had someone who's really mean to me. <laughs> that i can't imagine that you you know if especially if they're in your workshop and you're giving them all that knowledge i can't imagine anybody being mean and if they ever were you can ask them to leave because it's your place yeah that's it <laughs> but like i teach at dalesford a lot i do kind of four year with them which is i adore and i'm going back there um i kind of love moving around i find that really kind of it's it's actually almost easier doing it at someone else's space as well. Obviously, then I, I'm not home now to tidy it for the bomb site for my children and my just general life. I pretend it's really clean and tidy. It's absolutely not. Um, so yeah, I would love to do more teaching. I'd love to go. I've got some um, lovely people who follow me on Instagram in America and and Australia. Lots in Melbourne, weirdly, and they're like, "Can you come?" I'm like, "Yes, I will come. I want to go on tour. I mean, that's like my dream." Oh yeah, Willow on tour. Oh, that. <laughs> yeah. together. and that's a really amazing experience, isn't it? When you when you teach and you can get to teach abroad and you can just go and go off and yeah. I, I think it's a really really amazing opportunity. Um, while we're talking about people wanting to work with their hands and um, going towards nature to chill them out, and with COVID and stuff, and I'm not outdoorsy, believe it or not, even though I'm a florist, <laughs> but it's crazy. I'm not outdoorsy at all. I'm like the least outdoorsy person ever. But COVID has got me walking around the woods. It's got me doing crazy stuff. Like we're going on a motorhome holiday in October in the UK. <laughs> what? <laughs> Who am I? During lockdown, oh. I bought this. And it's actually, um, it's wonderful. It's absolutely wonderful. Um, for people uh, that are listening and not watching this. Oh, yeah, sorry, yes. Coming up. <laughs> yeah, what, what, this? what are you talking about? The, are you talking about the motorhome? I bought <laughs> the Wild Journal, and it's a year of nurturing yourself through nature, and it's a beautiful, beautiful book. This is your latest, latest yeah. book. Yeah. Um, could you tell us a little bit about... Um, of, of, you've gone quite sort of in, in depth into why yeah. you wrote the book in your book. Could yeah. you just give us a little, uh, you know, an overview of, of what drove you to write, write yeah, this book? Yeah, sure. So um, when I had Wolf, who is our eldest son, he's 10, 
I had terrible, terrible postnatal depression. And um, we were living in France at the time, which sounds, we were in South France, which sounds really glamorous. And, um, but it was very isolating. And we had lit, we didn't have any friends and no family. And um, I don't know how you guys feel, but having a baby with literally no one around you is, is really tough. So anyway, I was, yeah, I was kind of, I was very, very low. And, but there were certain things that I did. So like kind of go and sit and watch the sea or go into the woods or sit in the vines and kind of just be immersed kind of in green and trees and all that kind of stuff. They, I really noticed how that lifted me even a tiny bit and I would, I mean, often I wouldn't want to obviously do any of this, but I would force myself every day to go and do something, be it kind of um, a bit of gardening or weeding or walking or, and so, and then with the next children, again, if I'd have low days or I didn't kind of have postnatal depression as badly again, but I definitely struggled and I still do now. Um, and going outside and doing all the things I've written about in the book are really, really what helped me. And I just feel so strong now finding kind of lockdown. I would go out into these woods that we've got by our house every day. And I could, I could feel that physical kind of lift and just, it just, and for my boys as well, they, I, I notice when they're kind of all a bit manic or I get them out into the woods into the trees and they're swimming in the river and they visibly change in front of me. It's that calming kind of, and so I wanted to write this book because I was so, scarred by the postnatal depression it's what now 10 years on and I can I can talk about it properly but I haven't been able to and I wrote in the book that so many of my friends would have no idea lots of my family no idea mm. and um I felt so strongly about it that if it could help just one person I wanted to share it and writing it was really tough mm. but quite cathartic at the same time um and I just yeah I'm I'm really into I think this, the whole mental health movement is so great, but I think that it needs to keep going and I think people need to keep talking about it. And so I'm just trying to do a tiny little bit and kind of preach what I believe. No, that doesn't make sense. Just kind of, I, re I feel so strongly I want to talk about it as much as I can, no matter how awkward it makes a lot of people, how awkward it makes me at times. Um, I just think, yeah, nature is so beneficial to more than just looking pretty and it, it absolutely is and I'm, I'm completely there with you i had really bad postnatal depression no. with my son yeah, yeah. It, really, it was really bad and it was tough because i didn't feel like i could speak to anyone about yeah. it um and you know you i still have ups and downs yeah you no know, um but going outside and just being outside in the fresh air and in the woods yeah. and same with my son i mean he lockdown for him was a nightmare because he has got so much energy yeah um and you know we couldn't really drive anywhere but once it started to lift and we could go and drive to you know because it's about you know it's a fair old a fair old way to get yeah. to the woods from mine yeah. but just having him out there mm. and just soaking in just the fresh air and picking up a stick or you know just being like a little bit feral mm. um it just changed the, it just changes him immediately and for me just to be able to shut off for every, from everything. And that's okay. something I've never connected with before nature, before this, I think it's weird. See, I think nature is, is what, what just gets us all through. So 
so I felt very low after having my children and we had, well, I took on an allotment because I just, we didn't have a garden much at the time. It was like a tiny little patio. And I used to go upwards and my husband would get home from work and I would hand him the baby and I would cycle to the allotment crying all the way. I would go and I would dig in the soil and I would let all my tears out and I would come home with a courgette or something. Like I'd be there for a little while. I'd let all the tears. I'm sure the other people a lot when I thought I was mad. Go <coughs> the water up in my can and tears just coming out. And then after a while, I'd go, "Oh, look!" And I've got a courgette and some runner beans, and everything would be fine. Yeah, <laughs> it's magical, isn't it? Yeah, it really, really is. And I and because I already said that she's not outdoorsy at all, whereas I really am. I yeah. love being outside, and I've always known that being outside is, is the best thing. And my husband will, will, will say that I'm only ever happy when I'm in the garden, and, you know, I've got a whole brood of chickens out there and the dog and all of that stuff. So, <clears throat> so, I'm, so I understand, Willow, exactly how outside makes you feel, and uh, I'm going to be buying that book as well this oh, afternoon. Oh, thank you. Reading it, and I'm sure I'll be crying <laughs> with you. <laughs> It is absolutely beautiful and there's so many lovely ideas in here. I've written a few down that you've, you've written. Pressing flowers. Well, do you know what? It, it's brilliant, isn't it? Apart from the fact you have to wait a couple of weeks until they're done. That it's does my head in. I can't get it because I remember doing it when I was little, but it's so quick. It's, yeah. I, I did something the other day and it was like three days later. Ta-da, the well, day. You, I've been told that um, you're, not supposed to, you're supposed to really just leave them for ages, otherwise you ruin them. So I'm like... Like put them down forget about them for like two weeks but yeah. i love it i love pressing flowers forest mm. bathing fossil hunting uh, creating bulb containers i love this book um oh, and, it's, and it's been a, like a massive help to me as well um and jess was quite jealous when i bust it out earlier she was like oh, oh, got it um it's it's brilliant it's lovely and did you do did you do the illustrations yourself no i didn't i didn't they're beautiful as well aren't they they're beautiful aren't they absolutely gorgeous but yeah, I, I think it's magic. Really, really lovely. Thank loved it. you so much. I'm really glad you like it. The Freelance Florist is an exciting new service for the industry, helping to connect florists and businesses with freelance work. And their website allows you to list yourself as available for freelance jobs and then helps businesses find specific help as and when you require. Perfect for those super busy times. Launched in 2018, they now have over 200 member florists available to help and support your business. Their members' profiles help you instantly get a really good feel for florists and the business's advertising, helping you cut through those awkward moments and giving you total reassurance about who you will be working with. It's really easy to advertise with them. You can find all the details on their website to employ and join as a freelancer. They also have a whole range of free resources available to members and they're really passionate about supporting them as they grow. It's a great community for all florists to be part of. Head over to their website for more details at www.thefreelanceflorist.co.uk or find them on Instagram at thefreelanceflorist.uk. I um, wanted to go back uh, to something I was going to say earlier when we were talking about your photography is that I just have written down here that uh, I'm totally in love with your Instagram life and I was really hoping that it was all your own house and your own photos and your own life, which it is, because that has made me so happy. It's like, oh, good. And I just put every picture is like a total treat. They're really delicious. And um, and I like how we, me and Vic were talking before we came on, how you can scroll through some people's Instagram and you can see their whole grid and you can see that there's like this 
cohesive kind of colour to it. Yours hasn't got that, but every single photo, no, it's not, because every single photo is is brilliant. It's kind of, you can't, you don't need, you don't, you don't flick through as just as an overview and go, oh yeah, I get that. You want to stop at every single photo and have a look at it. Yeah, and I think it's really interesting. And um, yeah, I kind of got lost in your Instagram for quite a few hours last night, so. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, thank you. (laughs) And um, also I was going to say about uh, Wardington Manor, just Mm. because it's quite near to me as well. um, I've been there and brought flowers from them before years ago. And oh my God, what a place that is. Doesn't it just make you feel amazing just being there? It's it's wonderful. But it's her... I mean, I know all flowers are pretty beautiful, but these are like, they're on crack or something. They're just (laughs) tulips. They're like, they're a whole nother species. And I know she does so much um, stuff with the soil. She does these kind of incredible soil workshops that one day I'll get my head around them. But um, at the moment, I just don't have enough time to be, and being a gardener is next on my list. I'm going to go to that garden school and things. myself more and more I need to come and learn with you guys come and learn with me absolutely I've got myself on quite a few kind of growing courses at the moment and I'm, yeah and I'm going down to green and gorgeous next week and um to go and do a day course there and I've already earmarked um the soil course to do at uh Wardington right. Matter as well right. all of these wonderful wonderful things and then uh you know when I'm not busy I don't know when yeah. that's I'll, I'm going to go and do like an RHF one online as well and just yeah, yeah just be have you got any that you've done already that you recommend to us so I'm currently doing one um called the business of growing flowers so they do a more basic one as well which is uh gosh I can't remember the name of it but if you go for the business of growing flowers and it's run by Claire Brown and to, from who, from Plant Passion, who wrote the the cut flower book? What's that one called? That, that, you know, uh, the, um, oh my god, I've got it. I've got it. Yeah, yeah. And, and with two other growers as well. So she's done this course um, in conjunction with them. Um, and I've gone on. I've just jumped straight onto the second course because I feel like I've got enough growing <laughs> under my belt. <laughs> Not kind of commercially, but I've, I've jumped onto that one. But it's it's run for the next few months, all throughout the winter, and, and I'm just loving it. Just yeah, just loving how it. You, how are you deciding what to grow? Are you literally uh, growing. <laughs> she, she had a she had, she compiled a list, and then, then I added to it. <laughs> oh my god! So what are you doing? Um, have you planted your tulips? No, it's a bit early, isn't it? A bit early for the tulips, but I've got uh, I've got two and a half thousand tulips to plant. I kind of went a bit and in. how are you doing like a million varieties or are you doing kind of 10 of the one does that make okay that came about do you know what i mean i'm doing i've brought them in numbers of 50 so i've got 50 of this 50 of that 50 of that and if i like them a lot i've got 100 of them what are um, your top three? Oh, um oh oh where's my list oh, let me find it. <laughs> oh god this is going to make really good uh, podcasting isn't it oh sorry i've just done um <laughs> no, edit <laughs> I've just been with my mum in Wales where she lives where they live and she is the most incredible gardener but so we sit for hours just looking at bulb magazines oh my god <laughs> she, so she's like why don't you tag on to my order because she orders thousands and so I was like okay so I'm just li- plucking them from the sky kind of yeah I'll have that one that one that one and they're all the kind of mad 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 ones so I think I've got about a thousand coming and I've got oh about four pots. 
And then I got the Sarah Raven catalogue this weekend, another one. And they're like 20% off. I'm like, oh yeah, I definitely need that one and that one. So I've probably ordered 40,000 tulips and with nowhere to go. <laughs> that's, that's kind of, that's where I'm at. And yeah. I'll order more, more um, for the next year. And I can't find, uh, can't find my, um, I've been, I've done the thing where I've printed off all the pictures and with yeah. the names next to them. So I can, when I, when I plant them, I can do this ombre effect at the field, which will be oh. <laughs> But, um, oh God. So I've definitely got um, a lot of the Belle Epoch ones that seem to be very. They're like Cafe Le Dahlia, aren't they? They're so like, they're like. And there was, oh God, I can't even remember the name to them. You're going to have to come. You're going to yeah. have to come. And I'm all sorted. You're coming over. Okay, good. Um, you can come and see Vic's studio and come over. Yeah, I've got, a, I've got a, a, an office, which is going to be our podcast office as well. So we're all good. I can make you a cup of tea. We can and I can come to one of your workshops. Yeah. Oh my God, imagine. <laughs> <laughs> Willow, Willow Crossley's coming, everyone. They'll be like, what? imagine i'd die i'd die i would i'm just trying to open up my flower press at the same time as we were talking there oh what you got pressing jess well i thought i had a big sunflower oh god well not a big sunflower because i have some little so that's not a sunflower no i haven't what do you do with your um because i press so many and all with such good intentions. And I do some with lots of them, but I kind of, I was opening up cookbooks the other day. I was like, oh shit, I think I pressed that about four years ago. And they're still there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I haven't done anything with them. <laughs> I have I have grand plans of things to do with, with dried flowers. And then they very rarely, very rarely happen. The books. I've got some frames. I'm going to start doing some like glass. Yeah. Frames. Or even, I saw that, um, do you follow ja- the ja- jam jar flowers? Yeah. yeah. Um, they've got the jam jar edits. Yeah. Doing the doing it, oh my god. Like the stuff they're doing is amazing. Oh, so I must like have a look at that. That's my you know, they've, they've got they've got flower presses, haven't they, that are kind of massive. Yeah, but they're doing really it they'll, they'll press it and then like say this for instance, there's this amazing sweeper with all the trails and it's all completely intact. The colour is beautiful and it's just been mounted. Wow. It's, they're just doing incredible things at the minute, Jam Jar Edit. So um, they, they are doing that because they've got this massive flower press and they're selling them for about, I think they're about £100 or something. I've yeah. just been doing it in a really big book. Me too. A giant book. Yeah. 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 Is it? Here you are. Look, that's my zinnia. It hasn't really come out as oh, well as that's that. Pretty. How, how long did you press that for? At the back of it. It's, well, it's probably been in there, like you say, for months. <laughs> like, put it in there and think about, think about doing stuff with them and that's it. So there we that's are. It colours so well. Mm. Yeah, it has. Beautiful. Wow. Yeah. That will go in a frame later, Vic. Yeah. Stick it on a bit of paper. Frame it up. <laughs> <laughs> hang it in the workshop. Yeah, hang it in the workshop. Love, sell it. We'll, we'll flog it, love. We'll flog it. <laughs> I feel like we've just had a chat. This has been. Yeah, I know. Vic, you've got lots of editing to do. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. It'll be a pleasure. My, I do have a little shop on my website as well where I sell my, I've got these amazing hand-blown vases. Oh my God, that's what we didn't talk about. We love the vases. Oh, did well. you? Yeah, you've got your, your products are there. Yeah, we love yeah. those vases. They're beautiful. Oh, thank you. So this, I go back to like wanting to have a shop, but um, the idea of it is so great. And I spend a lot of my time, I drive my husband mad going, 
Angel, I just have had this new idea that I just really want to just have a really big shop instead. And like, and we, we go round around every three months, I bring this conversation up. But the problem is, is that I have kind of my secondaries, my vases, but I'm basically just spend my, and my books. I sell all them as well. Um, I spend my life just going to the post office and wrapping them up and doing, you know, the kind of admin and the being a post lady. So the idea of it is great. And then I'm like, well, I'll just put it all into, you know, one of those factories where they send it off for you and they take a percentage, but I only have about four products. So it's not quite worth it. <laughs> <laughs> but like my sister-in-law, Matilda Goad, and my brother and my brother, Ned, has a shop called Not Another Bill. And they have never been busier. And I think that retail, online retail, through lockdown and I think coming up to Christmas is a really good place to be. Like yeah. My sales in lockdown have never been so good. That's great. So I think kind of when we're all in this kind of when we're stuck with no events to do, when we're trying to kind of diversify and find new avenues, I think that's quite, well, in my head, it's quite a good one anyway. It sounds I like think so. I think so. Pipeline, anything you'd like to, is there something you dream of releasing? Product wise? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'd love to just do, I think I really struggle with finding nice vases. So I kind of have this idea of just amassing loads of really beautiful um, vases from all around the world, kind of different makers. And I love the idea of collaborating with people because it's that thing. So I've, um, I've just done a rug collaboration with a lovely girl called Amy Kent, which is kind of four seasonal rugs, spring, summer, autumn, winter. And so I get my kind of design hit there and I've, um, coming out in March is some wallpaper with one of my really oh. great friends. I know, I'm so excited. Oh my God. I was about to say, uh, I just imagine tablecloths, you know, like floral tablecloths that you would Dream. have. And I'm thinking, Willow, just say tablecloths, but wallpaper, oh my God. Yeah. Who's that with? Who's the wallpaper with? Is it the same rug people? No, so it's with Barnaby Gates. Do you know them? Most people. I'm going to go back and find out about them in about five minutes. Oh my God. Ah. So, so when, do, when does this launch? March so i'm going down to their studio tomorrow to shoot them so we've just finished they've just been printed the final one so it's been months and months and months it's been probably a year actually and so now we're doing like all the styling the room sets and i'm really excited so it's two different designs in two different colorways oh i can't wait to see them so you are so you're designer product designer author florist stylist blogger journalist <laughs> mother of three super mum yeah super mum you're not gonna are you gonna go for number four see if it's a girl do you know what my mother-in-law is a triplet so imagine oh it could no be a triplet. i'd have and then i'd have six boys <laughs> I can't even yeah i'd have six boys and my husband so i'd have seven boys can you imagine overrun with boys. and i have brothers so i've just got like boys everywhere no i just don't think i could i love the idea of it but i've just got to, um new new niece domino and um so i'm just kind of and then two other yeah i've got lion and nancy who are my other brothers so i'm pretending they're mine a little bit when well, i can that's, see that's fine isn't it that's no. a puppy I'm, I'm in the market for another puppy because i'm you? greedy not but i don't want a baby i just want another puppy i think I want anything i don't want a puppy i don't, don't want another baby you but want your bookshop yeah i just want your bookshop, <laughs> yeah, just want to your bookshop. <laughs> everyone to leave me alone yeah. <laughs> i was to say willow the one um the one vase that I always get asked for, and I and I still can't find the perfect vase. So if you bought a hand-tied bouquet 
you just want something that it sits in really really nicely and i have loads of vases that are either slightly too short or slightly too tall or jugs that they don't quite fit and i think there there is definitely there must be a market for this magic like mm. hand tied vase that isn't the classic wasted thing you get oh. yeah <laughs> makes me so angry um so my little round ones that i've just rebought out they yeah. are too small for that but I just need to go up a size for that. It's that yeah. kind of narrow. Um, but it, I mean, one of my complete pet hates in life is people who have flat, I'm obsessed with proportion, but they buy these beautiful flowers, get them home and they put them in a kind of vase and they're sticking out the top just by like one centimeter. And it's so distressing. And I think it's because there are very, very few good vases. So. Oh my God, Willow, Vic and I have fallen in love with everything about you. We could have chatted all day. It was such fun. And we hope to meet you in person someday soon. We really hope that you enjoyed this episode of the Girl Flower Podcast. Please subscribe, share and review on your podcast provider and help us to reach out and connect with other florists, growers and enthusiasts.